Proverbs chapter 18, and there's two scriptures we'll be uh, launching from. One is Proverbs 18, the other one is James 3. Proverbs 18, verses 19 through 21. And this is how this reads. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. James chapter 3, verses 2 through 8. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whatsoever their governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things, Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among other mem our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed, and have been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. You may be seated. In him we live and move. And have our being, and they are all surrounded by words. We want to talk about things that pertain to words this morning. So our subject matter is words. We must be careful what we say when we speak. And also how we say it. We must ask ourselves, are we in the spirit or in the flesh? Regardless of whether we are speaking or hearing. Have you ever heard these words? I can't stand you. You make me sick. I wish you were dead. I hate you. These are words we all have said or thought 
one time or another. Words we speak are either destructive or constructive. They are meaningful and distinctive. It has been said that music is a powerful thing, but not as powerful as words. By a single word, a person can go from happy to depressed, from sadness to being joyful. One word can cause a war or bring peace. And when a word is spoken, it cannot be taken back. When a word is spoken that you didn't mean to say, you must use another word to amend it, which means you must improve or remove the first word spoken. I guarantee you, if a person uses one word that offends you, it will take more than one word for you to forgive them. More than one. There are all kinds of words that affect us. If you say, I can't, that is a negative word. To speak of things not true, that is a lying word. I will is a word of promise. I can is a positive word of faith. All words have a cause and effect. Our life is surrounded by words. The question is, which word is founded in you? Words put together make a sentence. Sentences put together become a language. Language understood is communication. Even with sign language, these are silent words. Let let someone hold up the right fingers. I guarantee you, you know exactly what they mean. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I ain't got to show you the fingers. When you look at verse 19, you can see why a brother offended is harder to be one than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. So when you are offended, you could win over the city of Detroit before someone could win you over in what they're saying to you. Words are like magnets. Put them together from one side and they will not connect. Regardless of how hard you try, they will not come together. But turn one magnet around and they are inseparable. Think about it. When you are offended, there is nothing that can make you agree with the person that has offended you. Nothing they can say. Be honest now. Be honest with yourselves. What you are thinking is, I don't want to hear anything they got to say. They can't tell me nothing. Your debate or argument are like the bars of a castle. That means you will not bow or yield to whatever is said. It is easier to settle a feud with a stranger than a disagreement with a relative or someone in the body of Christ. Did y'all hear what I said? You're willing to agree or help or go along with a stranger 
than those that are closest to you. Your magnet needs to be turned around. So we are positive and not negative. So what can cause words to offend? Attitude. Anybody know what that word means? Attitude. Huh? It, it, it seems like more attitudes are found in church. I'm going to leave that alone. If I can be honest here, the last place attitude should show up is in church. Huh? I tell you what, I dare not show my mama attitude. Ooh. Don't let me go back in the day. But today is it's time out. They deserve. Now, my mama knew what a time out was. Wake up the next day. We are supposed to have the mind and the words of Christ. We are supposed to comfort one another, not insult each other. We are supposed to lift one another up, not tear each other down. We blame a lot of things on the world. Do we not? A lot of things we blame on the world. But if the truth be told, the world is picking a lot of things up from us. When you look at these sitcoms and and different things and you see them saying what happens at church, where do you think they get it from? They've been there watching how folks act. See, music is not the only thing the world gets from the church. Attitudes as well. When people see you, Are they looking at a lifestyle or a death style? See, either you have a style of life or you got a style of death. Look at at 2 Corinthians chapter 2. We're not going to be long, saints. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. Verse 15 says, for we are unto God a sweet Savior of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. By being in Christ, by having the mind of Christ, by speaking the words of Christ, we are a sweet Savior of Christ. And it is of or to those that are in Christ that are saved and those that perish. Because see, those that perish, they can receive life to be not perish. Verse 16 says, to the one we are the Savior of death unto death. And to the other the Savior of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? When the gospel is preached, when the word is shared, When you are talking to someone, either life to you or death, you either like it and embrace it or hate it and reject it. We choose either receive or reject his word. Either way, 
Don't kill the messenger. Verse 17 says, For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. So we are not the, like the great number of people who make use of God's word for profit. We don't merchandise the people. Our words are true and from God. Jesus said this in John 10, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. If death and life are in the power of the tongue, we need to remove the words that are death and replace it with words of life. Amen. There is no life outside of the word of God. Amen. Anybody heard of people speaking gibberish? Y'all heard that term? It means unintelligible and meaningless speech. There is no life in it. Amen. And I believe before we speak, we already know whether it is gibberish, yep. life, or death. We know the intent of what we're going to say before we even say it. We need to go back to saying it to ourselves, I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious. We need to continue to say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I will speak those things that are life and spirit. I will begin to speak those things that be not as though they were. In fact, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. The words we speak should be spirit and life. That is what faith is. If you remember, Hebrews said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That means the word you believe are spirit, life, and truth. What is truth? His word is truth. Sometimes things spoken to others lack kindness and gentleness. They are without compassion and mercy. From what you hear sometimes, you would think love of, the love of God is missing in the mouth of the people of God. Amen. Matthew 12 and 37 said, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Justified means to demonstrate to be right. To declare free. So what we say will show whether we are right or whether we are wrong. Amen. Matthew 4, excuse me, Mark 4, 14 said, The sower soweth the word. So let's look at Luke 8, 15. The sower soweth the word. Luke 8, 15, it tells us, well, Luke tells us, first of all, that the seed is the word of God. So what is being sown or planted is the word of God. When, and when you talk in front of a child or anyone else, you are planting words. Amen. 
Y'all hear me? Planting words. So here is how important words are. Look at verse 15. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Luke is telling us in this case, the devil takes away the word that you did not understand. That's why it's important when a word is spoken that you get an understanding. Because if you understand and believe, you'd be saved. Satan don't want that. He don't want you to be delivered from what he got you in. Verse 16 and 17 says, And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time afterward. When affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. So often and so many times you hear people say, oh, didn't we have a good time? Oh, we, had, we enjoyed that. And you ask them, what, what was it about? I don't know. I just had a good time. And then when they go out, they get offended because what was said, and they had a good time in it, they didn't understand it. It didn't, it didn't get root. When something gets root and something comes back, I can reflect back on what has been rooted. If the words you receive do not take root, when that word is tried, when you get tested, when you get challenged by what you say you believe, you will freak out and get offended and walk away. But thank God for his grace and his mercy. 18 said, and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Thorns are about things in the world. Even though it says the cares of this world, even though it says the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things, Luke also explains it is the pleasures of this life. It is very important that we don't let the things of the world choke out the word that we have received. Amen. There is nothing worse than for these things to turn your heart away from the words of life that God has blessed you with. The words or speech that the world plants, when they root and ground themselves in you, your harvest will be unfruitful. If you've ever had a garden, planted a garden, whether it be the fruit garden, vegetables, or just flowers, you know if you don't care for it, if you don't pull up the weeds, if you don't prevent different insects and critters from getting in, your garden will not produce anything worth having. Ain't nothing worse than having some fruit that worms is crawling all through it. 
that goes for us as well. If we don't purge different things that don't belong in us, if we don't take care of the mind, if we don't cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, if we don't put in our treasure words of life, we will find this house will not produce the fruit it should. Verse 20 says, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100. We have our work cut out for us, saints, and we have all the words needed that will help us, that will keep us, that will deliver us, and provide for us. We have what's needed by the word of God. So we may bring forth the fruit required. Jesus said in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. The words we speak come from who we have in us. Words are very important. We need to check out what words abide in us. We receive words from what we hear on the radio. We receive words and, and what, from what we see and hear on television from what other people say to us. We need to take heed to what we hear and how we hear. It's another reason why we should be quick to hear and slow to speak. Colossians. Two, four through six, Paul exhorts us in saying, and this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joined and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you have therefore received Christ, the Lord, so walk ye in him. Amen. Let's close with this scripture. Again, John 17 and 8. Jesus said this, For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee. And they have believed that thou didst send me. We have been given his word. The question, what words are we sharing with one another? Are we sharing any words with anyone? And are we believing or does our attitude prevent others from seeing? Repeat after me this, this statement. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.